hello, and welcome to Watch What Crap Ends, the podcast for all of that crap that we love to talk about on Yo Bravs. I'm Ronnie. That's Ben over there. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Bonjour, Ben. <laughs> welcome, Ben. Did this episode make you want to start smoking cigarettes of real girlfriends in Paris? Wee, wee, wee. It made me want to smoke cigarettes and put groceries out the window, except it's like a 5,000 degrees in Los Angeles, so I'd probably just rot my groceries, but it'd be worth it just to feel like I was just a real girlfriend in Paris. You're my real girlfriend in Los Angeles. You're my real girlfriend. You're my Everybody, real girlfriend welcome to the show today. Um, this is Real Girlfriends in Paris Day. Isn't that great? <laughs> um, but before we get into it, join us for Take a Seat Monday Night. That's our live show on Spotify Live. Starts at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll be talking lots of crap with you guys. Always a good time. Uh, lots of Beverly Hills stuff that ha- went down. I'm sure you guys want to talk about. Uh, so come join us for that. And um, also, Winter is Crap is our Game of Thrones podcast, so go subscribe to that and check that out. We're having a really good time with that. And here we go. Guys, this is where we get to be Auntie Ronnie and Uncle Ben, okay? Here, yeah. again, because mm-hmm. we're old. We're old enough to be these people's parents, especially me. I'm definitely old enough. You're like, you would have been a young parent, but I'm old enough. Shit, if you did things like my family, I'm old enough to be their grandparents, Wow. Okay. Um, and it feels weird making fun of people so young, but um, let's go for it. Sounds great. I, I find mean, it I'll exhilarating. Make fun of the baby, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's exhilarating to me. So I just want to say, um, first and foremost, uh, did not realize initially that there were going to be two episodes on premiere night. So this is just going to be a recap of the first episode. And we'll, we'll like talk about the second episode either at the end of this or the beginning of the next one. But the next recap we do, we'll just go right to episode three because we didn't realize it's too late. But I did watch both episodes. Did you watch both episodes yet or just the first one? Um, I'm probably about halfway through. They're at the handball game. So I feel like I'm maybe halfway <laughs> yeah. through the second episode. But it's just more of them being like... Um, we're girls. We're girls in yeah. Paris. We love today. We're like so Paris right now. And um, then the girl who's like, guys, I'm like coming out right now at this club. Like, I'm like bisexual, but like I grew up in a like small town, but like I love people. So it's not like saying I don't see color. It's like saying I don't see like vaginas or penises. Okay. Which I guess is okay. But like, I'm like, Thank you, guys. They're like, oh, my God, you're so brave. You are so brave. (laughs) She's like, yeah, so thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I have to say, like, the first episode, I was like, "Eh, it's okay. But I was like, I could use a little bit more conflict. It feels very, like up with girls like 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 female solidarity we're in a city we're exploring and i was like that's nice but this is bravo so i'm gonna need some more simmering tension and then episode two there's not really any simmering tension but i found that i was really enjoying it actually i was sort of i I was like you know these are the reality shows i like that sort of start in a kind of bland place but then tensions blandly enter from the sides. You don't sort of see them. And then before you know it, you're just totally caught up in it. So I'm like cautiously very optimistic about this show. Well, my first thoughts were I need more annoying people. Um, My second thought, like by the time I was halfway through the second, I was like, Oh no, they're annoying. They're annoying. Yeah. Um, 
I don't I don't know. I don't really like or dislike it, but it's there. It's on TV and I watch it. <laughs> so I'll give it that. Yeah. Um, and I do like that they use the French Trixie monocle. Trixie monocle. Mm. Um Monocle, how would you pronounce it? Trixie Monocle. monocle. Trixie okay. Croissant Monocle. <laughs> Trixie Monocle. <laughs> yeah, I like it. There's a lot of like... Trixie Pan a, Trixie Pan a Monocle. <laughs> Trixie Pan a Monocle. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like very cheatsy like French Trixie Monocle music that's like... You know, yeah. One um, thing I've learned is French people love one syllable words in songs. There's a lot of yes. like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's like wow. It's, a, it's like um, what? It, it's like haiku. It's like French haiku. Yeah. It's like okay, just use a lot of one syllable words, <laughs> or like one syllable at a time, like one syllable per beat. So it's like <laughs> it's like. And you have, if you're a woman who sings in France, you have to sing like you're 12 years old. That's another rule. Yeah. It's like an Apple yeah. commercial. Everyone's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Also, I, I feel like we need to announce that we're ignorant. Okay. And we don't, Ben took French in high school. I Excuse did not. Me. I don't know what the hell anything meant. Oh, he was president of French club. Uh, thank you. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. I was president of the French club of John Jay high school. Okay. So I'm actually an accredited French former speaker. Okay. I, 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 I would, I, I watched some movies in French and um, I occasionally try to brush up on Duolingo and then I give up. So I do have a little bit of credibility in the French department, Ronnie. I think I have more because I watch actual French series. Okay. In um, French with the subtitles <laughs> on. So I've watched uh, the one about like the zombie children, but you couldn't really tell they were zombies. Sorry. Spoiler alert, everybody. Oh, Even les enfants de zombie. <laughs> Um, I watched also Le Bureau, which means the Bureau in um, American, Mm -hmm. I mean in French, and it's very boring, except everybody says it's the best show on television, so you're supposed to pretend it's not incredibly boring, but it really is. They're like, oh, we will follow somebody. They're like, yeah, let's just follow them. It's like literally just them following somebody around the city, like for 10 episodes. I can't with that show. But I watched it all. So I think that I know. I mean, look what I just said. That was bilingual. Well, I watched um, Lupin, the first season, with the subtitles on. Um, I didn't watch the second season yet because I hated Lupin's son so much that when the first season ended, I was like, (laughs) I cannot go into a second season based on this fucking kid. But I am going to go back because I really <laughs> loved Lupin and he is so hot. So I w- so good. I have some Lupin credibility. Um, I also the saw a French movie good. once. I'm just I'm just is getting it? that in there so people know that I actually watched the second season. So I have more credibility in this in the French department. So well, I also watched a French movie once called Swimming Pool, starring Charlotte Rampling, where she gets full on naked, and so that felt like a very French experience. Um, it was a French movie. 
And so that makes me more French. And then um, I think I once did I mean, mention I, on the show. I, I, I was guessing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, I saw Independence Day. That makes me more French. You're like, I'm French. I totally watched The Gray Man on Netflix. So. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the point is this. We're basically both fluent in French. And, um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> We get it. We get this show. Really, we we understand really the cultural implications of this show. So, um, right. actually, one thing that we don't like, get is, oh, go on. Oh, uh, sorry. I guess we have a delay or something right now. Is your sorry. Dropbox turned off, sir? What are you yes, doing over there? Is. Are you looking at your Twitter, etc. <laughs> no, I'm not. I swear to God, I'm like, I'm being French. Okay, no, it is very um, French to be delayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but just in case anyone gets offended, but then again, you are watching a show with a bunch of girls who bring ranch in their purse to a restaurant in France. So if you've made it through that, you should be able to make it through our ignorance. Yeah. Um, so that being said, also, um, we received a screener for this show for the first episode, and uh, the screener didn't have any uh, Chirons on it yet. So um, if we miss any vital information that happened in Chirons or in subtitles, um, apologies. <laughs> but, but we didn't have any of that. So I, I felt like it was a little confusing for me at certain parts. But by the second episode, I'm totally like, you know, got the Chirons. <laughs> got the Chirons and then Currents. For any, so if, if I say anything that sounds kind of wacky, that's probably because of that. Oh, je ne sais pas. Boom, boom, <laughs> je suis désolé. So, um, here we go. The first song of the episode is... And we see the Metro and a crepe, because that's French. Banana crepes. Yeah. Yeah. Very on the nose. Someone drawing something in a park, you know, because it's art, and that's French. And now they don't even use paper anymore. They use those whiteboards, but they're black. Mm. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, soon to be in the Louvre, which is also in Paris. So um, so then there's people at cafes, because that's French too. And um, I'm surprised you don't see people just, they didn't, actually, no, I think they did cut to some people walking around with baguettes, which is also very French. They're basically like, just in case you weren't sure, just in case you thought you were watching Real Girlfriends in um bulgaria no you're actually watching real girlfriends in paris <laughs> like wait is that a vespa i didn't recognize it with the baguette in the front basket but it is <laughs> it is so we see a girl in a trench coat walking past vespas at a cafe and and then um two girls and they're hugging in front of a grocery store and emily is the girl who talks like this from the preview she's like oh my god you are so classy girl are those croissants on your shoes and then we meet what's her buns anya. anya anya who is very like miss mazel you know they even say she's like miss mazel and she's like why yes they are my my vegetable shirt was at the dry cleaners so i had to wear this my croissants on my shoes i definitely prefer wearing a croissant on my shoes than eating it because a moment on the lips is a lifetime on the hips and i'd never have a lifetime of croissants on my high heels <laughs> i mean i'd rather have them on my high heels yeah fucking girl goes home and eats shoes you know she does because she's not only got them on these shoes she's got another pair of shoes that she shows us that are like gold strappy shoes 
also with croissants on it. So this girl's got issues. Also, trigger warning, a lot of eating disorder stuff on this show. It's not called eating disorder yet because it's by choice and they're in their 20s. So they're not calling it that. But a um, lot of like, oh, my God, don't eat that. Is that a carb? Oh, my God. It's called being French, Ronnie, okay? So no, um, that's a very American. <laughs> it's American to be like, oh my God, is that a carb? What are the calories? It's very French to be like, eat. My lungs ate the cigarette. I don't need this. <laughs> I know. I don't need fucking. They definitely croissant. show. They definitely show a lot of cigarettes on this show. Like as opposed to yeah, they, they, I think they go out of the way to not show smoking on other shows, but this one they definitely lean into the cigarettes. You know, yeah. to give it that French feeling. You know, <laughs> so um, they go and they're like they're talking, and um, Anya is like. Did you, you lose your voice again? Too much partying? And and then Emily's like, yeah, too much partying. Too much screaming. You know how we do. Well, we should make you some soup. We should make some soup. Let's go in the market. I'll make you some soup. Wait, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> that's how Emily talks. <laughs> like, wait. Yeah, that's actually like a good idea. So uh, Anya's like, um, okay, we're going in. So she puts her dog in the shopping basket, which, listen, I love dogs, love shopping baskets. They Unless you're bringing your shopping basket from home, don't get your fucking dog's feet no. in the basket, okay? You know, dogs walk in poop all day. That's what they do. Get it out of my basket, ma'am. Yeah, I don't. I'm also like, there's a trend of people bringing their dogs to supermarkets. I'm not into that at all. I don't want animals around my produce. Okay, sorry. So Emily's so, kind of a ding dong. Emily's the one who talks like this, and she's kind of a ding dong. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know what you do in stores. Like, what do they even have in here? Like, I don't even know. Like, oh my god, look, celery. I mean, I know that. That's celery. It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know the did, shop or what basic foods are. The only thing you recognize is celery. Girl, come on. <laughs> and she has this, like, really fascinating thing to tell us. She goes, I decided to move to Paris two years ago to go to school and study interior design. And even though Anya and I are both from New York, we hadn't met each other until six months ago in Paris. I like that she's like, oh, even though we're both from New York, we haven't, we didn't meet until now. I'm like... <laughs> New York is not like a small town <laughs> where it would be like normal for you to have already known know each other. She's like, yeah. Even though we lived in an enormous metropolis full of millions and millions of people, we hadn't met yet. It's Strange. like when people say, oh my God, you're gay. I have a gay friend. If you, do you know him? I'm like, uh, no. Uh, so, and also Emily stresses certain words. She's like, I decided to go to Paris two years <laughs> ago to study interior design. And even though, oh, yeah, and I are both, I'm like, why are, why are you caps locking yourself? It's weird. <laughs> it sounds like she's been edited together. Like different sentences have been formed. <laughs> so Anya's like, um, my trick actually is like sweet potato. And Emily's like, that is way too much carbs. That is like so many carbs. No way. Sweet potato. Is this it? No, that's celery. <laughs> Damn, I thought I got one. I thought I got one. <laughs> Well, it flavors the broth, and then we dip the chicken twice in the hot water. Which I don't even know what sort of soup that is, but like I guess that? it's gonna be fed to Emma. I don't know what a double dip chicken chicken broth and sweet potato soup is, but whatever, she's making it. So then Emily is Anya is Miss Paris. She's been living here for ten years. She's so knowledgeable. She knows what celery is. She's intellectual. She knows history and art, the language and the culture. I mean, look at her. Look, she's even. Introducing me to like wild new vegetables. 
This is a carrot. Wow. <laughs> I know when she says she's so intellectual and so knowledgeable, I was like, uh, she just said she's looking for celery and picked up carrots. So I don't know that I'm going to, you know, consider you the most reliable narrator at this point. Yeah. So Emily's like, okay, another thing we need to talk about, portion sizes. Um, pretend you're cooking for six, even if it's for two. That's what I say. So three carrots and some boiled chicken breast. And Emily's like, I want dessert. So Annie goes, do you have any oatmeal? Which is, by the way, a strange response to I want dessert. And she, <laughs> Emily goes, you know what? I haven't heard of oatmeal in France. Do people actually eat oatmeal here? And Anya's like, yes, it's called Evoine. Evoine. And, and then Anya's like, I think of, I think of Emily as my, as my Babette in Paris, which makes very little sense because her name is Emily, not Babette. And, you know, my American Bebe. girlfriends in Paris. My Bebe. She's my Babette. Bebe. She's my baby. Oh, baby. Yeah. Like baby. Baby. Yeah. Oh, baby. Bebe. Oh, I'm glad I talked that through myself. Through, through uh, myself, yeah. comma, myself. I'm here. Yeah. She's my yeah. baby, which means my baby for those still in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> but like I'm in Paris, so like I know how to say baby, which is totally different <laughs> than baby. So. Well, my American girlfriends in Paris, they call me Mamania, and I have a monthly presence around Emily and everyone, including my own mother. <laughs> So they check out and walk, and Emily's like, we're going to cook, we're going to eat, we're going to swallow bits of sandpaper to hopefully sand down our stomachs so they don't ingest any calories from the celery. Please stop swallowing sandpaper. Okay, you don't do that. (laughs) So then we see pedestrians, and they're like, look at me, I'm French. I don't know, but how do how do French people look French? It's cra- I never really noticed that, but they look like they French pedestrians. Do. I loved it. I was like, yes, French French pedestrians. They even cross the walk like they're better than us. You know, they're like, look at us crossing the street, stupid Americans. This is how you do it. French pedestrians like really lean into being French pedestrians. Like <laughs> I remember when I was there, they really do walk around with baguettes under their arms. They're just like they're just. Like, uh, like, I feel like half of them were mimes, for crying out loud. So, um, Adya, Ad, Adja, I mean, she, we, see, we meet her. She's leaving her apartment. There's a lot of, like, self-taping in this show. So, she's, like, Especially on her by phone. Her. They really use Adja's self-tapes a lot. And she's never... Because yeah. I think she probably turned in the most footage because she doesn't even wait until she's, like, looking, like, cute or, like, holding the phone at a cute angle. She's like... <gasps> So I'm on my way to Frog or something. I, I don't know. It's near Casey's house. And like, I have to get to the Metro and like takes forever to get there. So like, in addition to like being late for like work, I'm going to like be late to this because like I'm in heels and like, I'm not going to make it in time. I'm such a girl. I'm like wearing heels. Uh, okay. Here I am. This is the train. All right. I'm going to go down the stairs now. It's like, okay. You know what? Give yourself a minute. Can we just get to Frog Frog Revolution? I don't think we need all the details of how she didn't get to Frog Revolution. We can just start the scene in Frog Revolution. So she's there. Uh, well, actually, we, we go to Frog Revolution, and Casey arrives, and there's a bunch of French people being French at tables. And then Victoria walks in, and she's, like, hugging Casey and everything. And then she Casey gives Victoria a bracelet and is like, welcome to France. Casey is great. I love Casey's one of my favorites so far. Well, seems of like, course. Like I mean, warm. she's sitting at the bar playing a Nintendo Switch. I mean, that's my kind of girl right there. <laughs> that she probably pulled out of, <laughs> out of her bra. <laughs> that is my kind of girl. So, yeah, she's, she made her a bracelet. And um, Casey's like, yeah, I made it because, like, I saw it on Instagram. 
And so then Aja comes in and she's like, oh, God, you know, this is going to be fun having friends who are expats. You know, this is going to be great. And so <laughs> Casey and Victoria are the ones who are inside. And they're like, oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. She's like, oh, my God. Have you heard calories? Oh, my God. Calories and weight. Yes. Oh, my God. Waterlogged. Weight logged. Water weight. Do you like your water in your my fitness pal? Totally, of course. Me, too. Like, I got eight glasses in, which meant that I didn't have to run as hard. Oh my god, girl, me too. It's your pee white. My pee is totally white. <laughs> and Victoria's like, you know, it's crazy. Like, once I got to Paris, I started eating baguettes and cheese every morning and immediately dropped, like, ten pounds. And Casey's like, that's crazy. You know what? There was this one time, and I was, and then before she finishes her sentence, Aja walks in and she's like, hello, hello, hello. And I'm like, I want to know what happened to Casey one time. We, we never got to hear the end of that story. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that before, by the way, that uh, you go to other countries and you just automatically lose weight. Uh, Chanel Ion was in New York for the, uh, whatever, the uh, reunion for Dubai. And she tweeted, she's like, oh my God, what do they put in American food? Because I can't stop eating and I've gained so much weight. And everyone's like, oh my God, girl, corn syrup and hatred. It's like corn syrup and (laughs) hatred. Patriotism? A lot of calories. I'll tell you that right now. But yeah, I <laughs> yeah, think Americans, so much. we have shit in our food that they don't have. Like, they have regulations in other countries against stuff that we put in our food that's, like, you know, poisonous. <laughs> Ronnie, let's move to Paris, and we'll walk around, and we'll just, like, eat carbs and lose weight. It'll be perfect. No. Okay. So, I, I just, I'm fine like... being a fat, lazy American. Okay? I've accepted it. <laughs> I'm old. Like, I accepted that shit a long time ago. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. So I'm just like, I'm str- I'm so stressed because work has been like so annoying. And Casey's like, well, at least you have work. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. Anyway, I'm going to keep moving on. So um, Aja moved to Paris. She's like, I'm not going to go down that depression path. But she moved to Paris because she works uh, for e-commerce remotely. So she could do her job anywhere. And, you know, guys, I was supposed to be on the beauty team with my company. And then they just, I'm just, like, fed up because they did a whole bait and switch. They said, oh, yeah, like, in, like, six months, you'll be on beauty. You'll be on beauty. And then guess what? It's, like, six months. And guess where I'm at? Not on beauty. Am I right, everyone? <sighs> did I tell you how I got here, by the way? I took the metro. And I had to go down the stairs. Okay? And then, like, my heels just totally did not work with the staircases. And I had to come up the staircase because, like, you can never just go down the staircase and come out on the same level. So you have to go down then come up it was a long way guys is everyone still listening to me i love that she was stuck in cookware <laughs> she's like i just want to be in beauty but i'm in cookware i'm like here i am sitting in cookware i'm stewing about it you guys i'm stewing <laughs> literally um, stewing in cookware in a crock that's pot. kind of like a cooking term okay you're right i'm steaming mad also cookware <laughs> god damn it get out of my head <laughs> my brain is just fried so, so I just like, I just, you know what? I just want to venture out. Like maybe I'll start a business and do consulting. And so Casey goes, you know, it's so funny that you say that because I was thinking about being an English consultant and like the amount of times I walk into restaurants, I look at their menu and their translations. I'm like, you're this close, this close. So we can open up a consulting firm together where I consult on menus and you consult on beauty products. It'll totally make sense. 
you're going to be a billionaire. <laughs> Menu translations. Now there's a business. <laughs> Just what French people would love. An American coming in to point out everything they got wrong on their French language menus in France. Okay? She's like, um, I you guys, I suggest we call these freedom fries instead of fried potatoes. I mean, it's just a preference kind of a thing. Yeah, I'm sure Pierre at the local, you know, cafe really cares that he called it like a like a burger of ham instead of a hamburger. He's like, you, care, you think I care what stupid Americans think about my menu? Here I am living in the house that menu translations built. So, <laughs> <laughs> And beauty consult- consultations. Uh, yeah, but mainly menus. So Casey so, is one of the non-rich kids in the show because she's like, okay, so to keep living here, like I teach at colleges, preschools, I tutor, I do dog walking, hand jobs, really little any interim <laughs> thing I can get. And she moves her hands a lot when she talks. And <laughs> she right now she's moving her hands like she's talking about like how cars go in different directions on the freeway. Like there's one side of the freeway. She's moving like she's moving car. It's the weirdest thing because she's just talking about having jobs. And she's the wacky one because she's got green and yellow eyeshadow. She's got pigtails and a rose sweater with a chain over a turtleneck. She's like, guys, it's Paris, so it's called fashion. So Yeah. And by the way, when I said I would do hand jobs, that was just me saying that so I could correct myself and say, I'll do handyman jobs. See, this is why you need someone to correct your English. Okay? Yeah, find that me on Blowjob Rabbit. Find me on Blowjob Rabbit. <laughs> so then Victoria, we find out, she's like, I've been doing fashion for eight years. I'm from Texas, but my family's from Louisiana. And it, this was like a far, far stream. Okay, like, my family's super, super Christian, and I wouldn't say I fit in their cookie-cutter lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> da, 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 so different from my family. And she talks in yours. It makes me crazy. Like, you think it's this far-fetched dream fashion? Because, like, you're from Texas, and, like, your family's from Louisiana, and it's like, you're going to be a fashion designer? Good luck with that, you're. (laughs) So. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm just not following. Like, you know, it's like, this is what happens when you're, like, not following your typical arc of your town, okay? Like, college, marry kids, but, like... That's not what you're wanted. And Casey's like, yeah, but I feel like that's, like, why a lot of us are out here. Because, like, we just don't fit in. We just fit in better here. And Victoria goes, yeah, where no one's sitting here projecting out judgment at you. You're in fucking Paris. You think you aren't, your ass isn't being judged? You fuck, come on! I'm thousands of miles away and I'm judging your ass. I can imagine the people sitting in this restaurant. So Casey's like, oh, hold on a second, guys. I have to go get something that I left out in the car, which is like, hello, amateur hour. A real reality star has everything ready to go in their purse, but that's fine. So she walks out, and Aja is eating mozzarella sticks. She goes, there's something so sexual about mozzarella sticks because they're so phallic. Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) Victoria's like, yeah, like phallic foods are like the best foods, but wait till my reveal later in this episode. You'll be really surprised. That's Asha's thing. She's like the Blanche of this show. She's like, yeah, and that's an old person reference for you people, okay? But she's like, yeah, sex, I love it. Uh, And I love that these girls are like, you know what? 
we're like so French right now instead of American, and they order mozzarella sticks and French fries. <laughs> I, know. I mean, come on. We just fit in better in France, okay? <laughs> mozzarella sticks, please. So what Casey went out to get was ranch dressing that she brings, Hidden Valley Ranch. And she's like, guys, I brought this from home. Because, like, there's nothing like ranch. And when I'm feeling homesick, American food's the way to go. And I just like, I love having American friends here because there's like a sense of solidarity. And like, food is my love language. You know what else is my love language? Walking to the metro and having to go downstairs to get to the train and then coming up the stairs. Dicks, oh, my love dicks are my love language. I was like, well, look, look, she's going to make a ranch dick joke. And she didn't. But then one of them's like, here's to new and hopefully long friendships. And she goes, may they be, may they May the day be as long as the dick is sweet. <laughs> Never mind. And they're like, oh my god, I don't even know why I'm laughing at that, but that was, like, hilarious. <laughs> so then we get Trixie Monoclay, and she's, like, going, I, whoa, oh, hey, 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 She's just doing syllables now, just, just general. She's like, yeah. all right, we need this one to appeal to everyone, not just the French, okay? So we just leave a lot of O's. And a woes and a woes, okay? Hey! Oh, ah, oh, ah, hey! Oh, ah, boom, boom, boom! So then Victoria is, you know, trying to choose between like boots or combat boots or high boots. (laughs) Or combat boots? Or like high boots? What would they do in Texas? Damn it, I don't care anymore! (laughs) Not cowboy boots, that's for sure. Take that, mom! Growing up in Texas, your boots are expected to just go to college and get married and have little baby boots. But I said, no boots. You're going to Paris. So here we are, trying to figure each other out. So then then we we see see Emily working on her computer at a table in a restaurant. And they bring her her drink. And she's like, oh, merci. Yeah, nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. Um, I'm just Google (laughs) translating celery for anybody wondering what I'm doing over here. (laughs) And... um, why did I say last for like a minute? I said waiter brings her coffee lasts for like a minute. Because it lasts forever. Know. Like this, it's just watching oh, her on oh, the yeah. computer, and then the song comes <laughs> back in. It's like, hey, hey, okay. oh, 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 hey. It was, it was like a very long scene. It was a long. I'm remembering it now. It was like a long scene of like the coffee arriving, and then asking if she wants sweetener or anything else, and then you're you're expecting a full fledged scene to happen, and then when this when the waiter's like. Okay, we have concluded the delivery of this coffee to you. We then go somewhere else in Paris. It's like, wait, we have to watch that entire coffee delivery? <laughs> so now Casey is shopping with some redhead, and they're at a school supply store. And Casey's like, oh, my God, thank God in France the schools have supplies for the teachers. America, get your shit together. Are you fucking kidding? I mean, we already know this because we know a bunch of teachers who are, you know, always having to fundraise to get supplies for the classroom. Come on. Yeah. You can't complain about the country being stupid and then don't educate your fucking kids. Jeez. Well, they they get they get their own supplies, but I think she says like the only colors that they give the kids are like black and white and maybe red, which is so French. I mean, like, yeah, whatever drawings you make, make them chic, black and white only. Like, 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 kids are just drawing like little black cocktail dresses <laughs> for leisure in all the public schools. Uh, so then we go to Anya walking with 
the exact Niles sort of guy you'd expect. I mean, to be. basically Niles Crane from <laughs> Frasier. It's David Hyde Pierce, you know, just exactly in a three-piece suit, you know, like yes. a white three-piece suit. And she's got like a little dog, of course. And so they just settle on a park bench and he's like, I am hungry. She's like, oh my God, you're hungry? Well, I'm exhausted and I just don't think I can do a seven-course meal tonight, okay? And he's like, well, <laughs> he's, but maybe like, something light. And she's like, um, I'm thinking like a magnetic canning How about that? <laughs> She says, well, you know, I'm thinking of a Margaret du Canard and a salad, which is, by the way, like duck and salad. I'm like, yeah, keeping it light with that duck. So she's like, I'm a New Yorker born and bred from Hell's Kitchen, but I am deep in my soul French. When I finally made it to Paris, I started giving tours at the Louvre and the Musée d'Orsay. And I charge about 500 euros for a tour. Prices will be coming up just like Chanel bags. God, I know this girl was so annoying in high school. First of all, she was in drama club. We all know that. Second of all, you know, she's been saying that she's French in her soul ever since like seventh grade. She's like, you know what, guys? After this, why don't we go to Oban Pan? It's my favorite restaurant because I'm French to my soul. They're like, ugh, Anya, for crying out loud. You were born in Hell's Kitchen. I'm looking up. I'm trying to find their cast bios because it was so fun. I found them the other day and I was cracking up. E-Online Bustle. No, no, no. I want it to be from Bravo. Hold on. Let me see if I can find them. Okay. What's her name? Anya. Anya, Anya. Firestone. Okay, listen to this. Anya Firestone is an artistic, bubbly, and resilient woman who loves all things French culture. She has lived in Paris on and off for about the last decade and has a master's degree in French cultural studies and is licensed by the French government to give tours at every historical and cultural venue in Paris. As an inventive hostess, she often has gatherings and weekly Shabbat dinners in her Parisian apartment that she shares with her fiancé, Mathieu, and their precious pup, Jaja. That's so French. Anya exudes her quirky personality everywhere she goes, and her affectionate presence makes her the go-to shoulder to lean on when the ladies are feeling homesick or needing advice. I just love that she's licensed. She's like, that's it. I'm French. I'm naming my dog Jaja, and I'm giving tours of the Louvre. Also, I'm yeah. wearing hats. Lots of hats. <laughs> she's I know. She's going to be making baguettes in her spare time. She's like, I am going to lean into all the French stereotypes. She's going to, if this season, if this show makes it to season two, she's going to break, by the way. She's like, she's all very put together. And like, she has this like deliberate comedy and like all her planned jokes and everything. But by season two, like she will be destroyed by reality TV. She seems like she's going to be the mega B of the show, but she's nice. Like so far she's She's nice, nice, but you can tell that there is, you can tell that she was cast to be evil, and I'm waiting for it to come out. I need it to come yeah. out. Like, she does, she wears, like, a pink on pink. You know, she's like, I'm wearing a pink, like, kind of suit dress, but then with a pink cape on top. Also, love brooches. I really love brooches. <laughs> so, I'm like, you're evil. It, Just admit it. It's it's funny that you said Matthew reminds you of Niles Grant, because she's definitely Lilith. She right? is. Like, she definitely gives yes. major Lilith energy. <laughs> but you're right. She's actually surprisingly very nice. Like, did you get in the second episode, the, the part with the fridge yet? Like, Margot's fucking fridge? Yeah. And <laughs> she's... Margot... We haven't even met Margot in this episode yet, but Margot's like, oh my god, my fridge has been broken for like three weeks. <laughs> and it's just it's basically the equivalent of it not being plugged in. And, and Anya just goes in and fixes it. And it's just like... 
The fact that she just went and fixed it, I thought was kind of amazing. I mean, it wasn't very hard, but I was well, like, I'm going through the same thing in my house. And so I felt kind of triggered by that scene because <laughs> I have all of my entertainment stuff plugged into the same plug and it keeps knocking out the electricity in the bathroom that's on the other side of the wall. So I know what it is. So I'm like, well, unplug the PlayStation, then replug it into this thing. And then I flip the switch and then it works and then it goes out again. So it's been days of me like trial and erring erroring this shit and i'm like i need an anya i don't have an anya i don't know anybody who can do that <laughs> yeah she somehow like knows how to make margaret du canal but also like electricity <laughs> how to plug so things in properly uh, listen it's an art apparently yeah so she goes I became obsessed with french culture knowing i had to make my paris my final stop i mean i'm not dying but if i do die it would be here yeah. And a very <laughs> annoying funeral. So, Matthew, I was thinking I want to have the girls over. It's going to be, like, adorable, very fun, maybe a nice dinner party. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he's in a three-piece suit with two handkerchiefs. I mean, there really is a lid for every pot because he is perfect <laughs> for her. Yeah. He's like, oh, but uh, if we do have some sort of uh, American and Paris Thanksgiving dinner, uh, I will need to uh, find some formal wear. This, this athleisure just will not, will not do. <laughs> I cannot wear this Lululemon. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So she wants to do um, American and Paris Thanksgiving. And she's like, it'll be great. And then we will play Gershwin. We'll play American and Paris. We'll play Gershwin in the background. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure... I'm sure Gershwin will be really appreciated by by this group. And he goes, oh, so it's going to be crossover with uh, Hanukkah? So that will be a light dinner. And she's like, yeah. He goes, get it? Hanukkah? A light dinner? And she's like, oh, a light, a light dinner. That's funny. <laughs> and she smiles. I would have like appreciated more if you made that joke in miming. Thanks. So also, she's, she's got a severe lip dip lipsticked on her face i don't know why but she's made her lipstick look like she has a thumb kind of pressing down on the top lip yeah i'm not really sure why that is but i find her fascinating yes me too it's like she's very retro she's like 1960s and she's like i went to a bar hemingway at the ritz by myself and there was an exquisitely dressed man at the bar by himself and i thought wow what a handsome gay man much to my happiness i was wrong matthew Straight and French. <laughs> I'm sure he's like, thanks. I, he's like, listen, I know you love that story. Can we like, uh, can we like revise some details of that story? Thanks. <laughs> no, I think for him, he probably considers that a compliment, you know, because it means like you're well put together. <laughs> so he carries her dog for her. And um, uh, one of the kids in the park, they're walking off. And one of the kids kicks the soccer ball into the street. And she goes, oh. I'm going to get them the ball. Should I kick it? And she does, and it hits the curb and bounces back into the street. <laughs> and a kid runs out to get it himself and is hit by a bus. Like, congratulations. Your time <laughs> was killed Lupin. that child. It was Lupin himself. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. <laughs> so um, now we go to another scene where at this point, since again, we didn't have Chirons. So in the beginning of these scenes, sometimes I just had to write down people. I didn't have their names. So I just had to write their names by descriptors. So I said, dull girl in a hat walking into a bar to meet Aja. So the dull, <laughs> uh, 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 the dull girl is Margot. Margot. She's Margot. like, 
I don't know if I hug or kiss these days. I'm just so indecisive. I just start one greeting and I just never finish it. Yeah, like I talk in drowsy voice. So, like, just tell me, is it like a hug or a kiss day? I just can't decide. <laughs> I just think of all the times I started hugs and didn't finish them. And now that I'm into kissing, I just like have regrets about the hugs I never finished. You know what I'm saying? So the waiter comes over and she's like, oh, bonjour. She goes, um, he speaks English. She goes, oh, sorry. Well, he is cute. She goes, yeah, I know, girl. <laughs> yeah. I like the chiding then, somebody on whether they're French or not. You're in France. Is it bad to say <laughs> things in France to a French waiter? But also but also Margot is actually French. So like for her to speak <laughs> French to the it doesn't So Margot tells us she's like, Yeah, Paris is the city of love, as everyone knows, and all that shit. But I've been back for like six months and dating in Paris is super hard. We're not all falling in love in front of the fucking Eiffel Tower all the fucking time. <laughs> Which I would I would push against based on the number of people people I saw kissing in front of the Eiffel Tower or really anywhere in that city. I swear to God, everywhere I went in the city, the people were making out on corners. Yeah. And I was just like, um, well, like, it's cute, but, like, it's actually less cute because, like, I was on a date the first time I was here. He was like, I recognize you from the I-bar. So, like, I love being here because it's like a, I'm a fresh face. And so, like, nobody knows, like, who I am. Like, so, therefore, they're learning about me through me and how I would like to be presented I'm like are you a serial killer like <laughs> what's wrong with love- you are you the guy from I- you relocating to fucking paris because you've already killed all the american castmates so what's going on because in paris i could be known as aja who works in beauty not aja who's stuck in cookware <laughs> <laughs> if i get called crockpot aja one more time in new york i swear to god <laughs> because <laughs> uh, out here people will greet me by saying xoxo but there they greet me by saying oxo <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> uh, uh, and she's like well i have a roster of men like it's exactly what it sounds like it's a roster of men who provide various <laughs> needs so therefore alex fulfills my need for free drinks love it i love it I like how she feels the need to describe what a roster of men sounds like. like she's like, yeah, it's, not, it's exactly what it sounds like. We're like, yeah, that's, we get it. It's a roster of men. Yeah. It's a, I have a roster of men, which is basically like a lineup of men. Yeah. And Alex, he's kind of like my fuck buddy, which is basically like, it's exactly what it sounds like. He's like a buddy, but we fuck sometimes. Yeah. And she's like, one of the last guys I dated, he was like into sex clubs. And Margo's like, um, oh my God. I wait. No, I'm too crazy. Like, all I do is masturbate. Like, I need a man who's, like, super happy to, like, Netflix and troll and eat grilled cheese. Because, like, that's all I know how to make. So, she goes, no, the sex club. It's, like, three different levels. Like, stripper poles. <laughs> and Margo's, like, and people just, like, fucking. Because I'm picturing dudes with boners. And I'm thinking, like, <laughs> STDs and, like, what fluids are on these couches. Like, she goes, Yeah. That's what it is. And, Aja, <laughs> just, and she goes, 
Yeah, it's like as self-evident as a roster of men. And she goes, I, you know what? I'm sure if you went earlier, there'd be better prospects. And Marco's like, uh, prospects? Are you kidding me? Like, you think I'm going there to date anyone at the sex club? If you date someone that's there, next thing you know, you're like, let's go to a sex club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like. So then we go over to Bones 5. Is that yeah, like the really fancy be- area? Because it's with Cartier Saint Laurent. We, oui. um, yeah, and so it's Victoria. She's at work. She's like talking to like an Adina Menzel type. It's like Adina Menzel is like, "Hi, I'm here to report for duty. Do you need me to be an intern?" Can do. Mm. She's like, "Yeah, well, I just want to like try to make as many weave samples as possible to come with our new twee chiffon organza. I just want to experiment. You know what? I want to experiment with the wall and the, you know what silver threads twee organza chiffon poly blend. I'm just saying fashion things. So stitch, stitch." Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sewing, needle, hems. Yeah, because like in 2017, I moved to Paris on a full ride scholarship to Parsons, Paris. And it is like the Harvard of all the fashion st- schools in the world. And like, I never knew I could be in fashion. Like, I loved fashion. And I never knew anyone growing up that ever was into fashion. So I never knew fashion was a possible career. Yeah, and the assistant lady's like, oh my god, you are like such a dork about clothes and fashion, and that's what sets you apart from everybody else. She goes, yeah, because I wanted to be in fashion, but like, I didn't know anyone in fashion. And so like, I'm just from Texas. So like, I didn't even know it was a career. I mean, like there were clothes in stores, but I just figured Jesus sent them there. I mean, fashion, <laughs> business, what? I was just from Texas. Yeah. You know what? The funny thing is that when I went to Parsons, I really thought I was just learning how to be a Parson. But, you know, like a member of the clergy. But it turns out I was actually getting into fashion. And then the thing that I learned is that if you want to be in fashion, you talk about fashion all the time. Like the actual word, fashion. (laughs) Don't you love saying it? Fashion. So um, this guy comes in. He's like, hello, hello. He's like, I'm flowing in. I mean, that's the only way you could really describe him. He's like, hello. He's in all these different shades of pink. And he's like, oh, you have boots? Show me these boots. And she's like, yeah. Like, I have boots. Like, in Texas, like, I thought boots were only, like, for cowboys. But turns out, like, you can wear them for fashion. He's like, yes. Where's Jenny? Where's Jenny? I need to know what Jenny Jenny is doing. So they all start talking about, like, where's Jenny? What's Jenny doing? So then, so, I mean, this is very Emily in Paris, right? Because, so, this this guy's name is Yoan, by the way. And she met Yoan through her, because Victoria met her, met Yoan through her ex-husband. And she says she won Yoan through the divorce. And so then this redheaded lady walks in, and she's, like, very plain. And she's clearly not comfortable being on camera. But she's like, no, I'm going to be, like, the cool boss on camera. So she's like, hey... Hey, Victoria, this is so beautiful. Love it. I love the idea of doing something dressier, but changing the fabric to more casual fabric. So there's more. There's always inspiration. Thanks. Inspo. She does that real tight smile thing where you know she never smiles. She usually comes in like, where's the fucking fabric, okay? I didn't hire a bunch of idiots. But she's like, oh my god, love the inspo. So before you start, I'm going to need to see stuff from spring to send to the photographer because we have deadlines for today, okay? That sounds great. Good. I'm just going to be right over here bashing my fucking head into a wall. (laughs) 
<laughs> so then we cut to Margot in her place, and um, she was born and raised in New York. Like it was like in case you just couldn't tell just by looking at her and her her whole family is actually french her parents are french and her family is now all here in france and this is her fridge the, the beginning of her fridge storyline her fridge isn't working so she has her groceries outside the window the window that she can barely operate herself she's basically a very helpless person that's what we're finding and she can't even she can barely open her own window and she obviously can't switch the circuit breaker to fix her fridge or turn her fridge on so this is the life that she's living and uh she's instead of doing the circuit breaker thing she's tried to call a repairman but she now has to wait like three weeks for the repairman to show up because it's france Right, so her dad comes over, and he's like an 80-year-old French guy. And he's like, oh, hello, buddy, to the dog. He's like, oh, this dog loves me. I don't know why. And she's like, Dad, um, should I open the window? And he goes, I don't care. And she's like, um, but I will. So I'm going to open the I'm going to open the window. Hold on. Shake, 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 shake. Yeah, it's not oh, opening. God. It's not opening. Hold on. Shake, 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 shake. It's still shake, not opening. Lip, pull it down. Shake, pull shake, it, shake, 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 up shake, 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 <laughs> and you know, like he was having a French monologue. It was like the accordion was playing, and he was like, "The days grow long as I reach the end of my life. As my daughter shakes the window, the emotions shake out of my heart." <laughs> dad, stop monologuing. Uh, she's like, "Yeah, my dad owned a newspaper in the first half of his life, and like he's eighty now. But like, what happened is like he invested in artists like Andy Warhol. Don't know if you've heard of him." Keith Herring, so yeah, like they turned into massive investments. So yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, whoever knew that investing in fish could be so big? It's like no, it's Keith Herring, not Keith Herring, idiot daughter. <laughs> so oh, she, basically, he bought her the apartment and gives her two thousand dollars a month. And she's like, so dad, like. Here's the thing. I used to get $10,000 a month, and I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's an adjustment, and I'm not complaining. I'm just going to let the negative space, negative space in my voice indicate that I'm not happy with the other $8,000 I'm missing a month. Okay, Dad? He's like, uh, yes, I know how much I give you. I pay for everything. And she's like, yeah, not complaining. I just need to smoke a cigarette like an 11-year-old for this. Okay? I like that they all smoke, but they all seem like they don't. Like, none of them knows how to handle a cigarette. It's really weird. So he's like, okay, listen, it's fine for me, but the goal should be to work and have a company. You know, I have money, so it is fine, but it shouldn't be fine for you. You know, that's the thing in America, also in France, but in America, I just, the word for it, um, what is it? Wendell? No. Warhol? (laughs) No. Pride? Pride. This is word, no. Oh, yeah, pride. Well, you know, it's just like I'm honestly excited to talk to you about work stuff because, like, you know, that's, like, what I'm not doing right now. But, like, I have so many ideas. So here's an idea I have. Like, I know people who do art and stuff. And so, like, you know, they're, like, really good. Like, we used to play Draw Something together back in the day, and they were so good at it. So I was like, why don't I do, like, a creative agency where, like, I represent young artists. And, like, it'll be cool because I have no experience whatsoever in that area but i thought this will be fun i can handle their money and and represent them like that's fun dad right he's like oh god please open the window so i can throw (laughs) myself out of it 
<laughs> the dog's barking for her to play with the toy. And she goes, oh, my God, Betty, you're like the most needy motherfucker. And the dad goes, buddy fucker? And she goes, no, dad, motherfucker. And he goes, buddy fucker, I don't like you anymore, buddy. <laughs> she tells us that she's scared of failure. I'm like, well... You you're living it. scared of it if you're already living in it. <laughs> See, you're okay. You're fine. You're fine. You have some slightly melted ice cream that's been sitting on your balcony. Life goes on, you know? So now we go to Victoria, uh, who's in her apartment, and she's drinking coffee in bed. And then she's like, I got to go. To the she's going to the bathroom. And then she's like, of course. So then she goes out to the hallway and then like knocks on the door across. Hallway. This is 100% Emily in Paris. She knocks on the door and there's like a cute guy who like opens the door. He's also conveniently mic'd. And you, I think she's going to say, hey, my hot water's not working. Can you help? But she's like. Do you have any toilet paper? <laughs> yeah, I was drinking coffee and I totally have to shit. Can you, can you help me out? Here, I know. But the story is, Gab um, Gabriel's like my new neighbor from Norway. And we met a few months ago when he came over to help me with my water heater. <laughs> so it is Emily in Paris. Yeah. So Victoria like, is like, yeah, not the worst neighbor to have. And he goes, oh, wait, I have packages for you, Emily. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, like, what are you doing later today? Because I'm, like, going to get fashion groceries. You, you want to help me? He's like, uh, why is it every time I see you, I get enlisted to some chore? So then um, we see a little kid chasing birds. I like that they make it look like in France, kids just do natural things. Like, there's, you don't see a kid on an iPad. They're like, look at our children chasing birds. I know. They're always controlling the little boats in that pond, you know. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I struggle. I'm sorry. I know you will be watching me. I don't know what that is. So, Casey <laughs> Casey gets a knock at the door, and know. she is tutoring. She's going to be tutoring a little French kid. And the mom's like, okay, I've got things to do. You guys are going to study, right? She's like, yeah, we're totally studying. And she leaves, and he's like, uh, she goes, in English. And he's like, switch? She's like, okay, yeah, let's play some Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah <And> she's <laughs> that's like her style she like plays games with kids and she's like i knew i belonged in paris when like i was on the metro and a woman just walked up to me and just started speaking to me in french and like that's when i realized i blended in with the city unfortunately i was in new york so it was really weird but i felt like i looked french to someone in new york <laughs> that's pretty funny someone came up and started talking to you in french in france that is fucking <laughs> crazy you belong you belong here <laughs> so funny <laughs> that is so apparently that really is a big deal because my friend uh my friend used to live in paris which is why when i tell a story about that i went to paris it was because i was visiting my friend and one of the things that she was really excited to do is like become a better french speaker and so she's always trying to speak french and she said parisians refused to speak french with her they like would not allow her to <laughs> they would always res respond in english and would drive her nuts because she'd be like uh pardonnez-moi like voulez-vous like or like Est-ce que vous avez des oeufs or something like asking for eggs? And they'll be like, yes, we have eggs. And she's like, damn it, let me speak French. Oh, so I guess funny. that's probably the thing. Like, Can you imagine the poor girl who is from France and she's like, oh, she's a folly And they're like, um, yeah, we have eggs. She's like, I'm from I'm French. Come on. <laughs> like, stupid American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they shade people. They just speak English, just French speakers. <laughs> hey guys, guess what? More crepes. 
So uh, now we're at Anya's house, and she's making some dinner. She's like, I'm going to put the turkey in for, um, like, um, three minutes at 4.50, and then after that. And he's like, oh, I've got to go to Hemingway, the only bar we ever go to in this city. Yeah, and so she's, like, in the process of cooking her chicken. She's like, pulls out the rack from the oven, and he's like, oh, my God, what is that? She goes, oh, my God, what is that? <laughs> it's just, like, there's, like, a random potato on the back of the rack. She's like, oh, my God, it's a potato. <laughs> They're, like, alarmed, like, there is a potato on the oven rack. Where did this potato come from? <laughs> We're going to serve it anyway. And she's got a picture on the wall of her kitchen that says, um, how you do your very best to please everyone but still disappoint someone. Like, that's the most depressing shit I've ever seen in a kitchen or anywhere or on a picture. And also, that they're showing it right when you pull out that busted ass potato. It's hilarious. <laughs> but it's also like a great answer to the question because, like, an, of like, what do people in France have on their walls? Because here in America, most people have on their walls things like bonjour or like a like a poster that says Paris or uh, Je t'aime. Everything's like, everyone has all these French posters in their kitchen. So in France, you're like, well, what do they have? And it's like, I've disappointed you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pat American, you know, depression. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so let's so, see. So then uh, everyone's getting ready to go over to her house for this Thanksgiving thing. And Anya and Matt, Matthew are talking about him going out to have guy's night while she's doing this at Ball Hemingway in his three-piece suit and, and double handkerchief. <laughs> It's a sport, you know, it's a sports bar, you know, so he's just, he's, he's wearing his best three piece suit to, to root on, you know, like <laughs> the Knicks, the New York Knicks. So Anya's like, I'm going to pick out clothing. I'm thinking of doing something very autumnal. Maybe this, maybe this suit, maybe, maybe this, this is very turkey. <laughs> or is that for... Yeah, that's that, her maybe dress. She's picking out his clothes. No, that's her dress. So <laughs> okay. then, um, ding dong, and she has to like kick the door and pull it really hard to open it. The French really do not believe in easily openable building things. <laughs> Fire codes are really not an issue. <laughs> It's not a concern. Like, it doesn't matter if, if there is a fire, then you will die a dramatic death. Uh, it's like, okay. She's like, it's a very French door. Ring the doorbell again. Ding dong. <laughs> you are stupid. See, I told you. It's like the only <laughs> ring that talks to you like that. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the doorbell because it's a mime. Just, <laughs> she just like finally walks by the doorbell and puts like, his hands out. Like her door has been trying to do this hand thing for 10 minutes. Like, ding dong. Margo's so, out there. Um, she's like, I'm trying to come in, but it's like I'm in an invisible box. Yeah, that's very French. <laughs> <laughs> Margo's been trying to go up the stairs to her, her apartment for half an hour, but miming it the entire time. Margo, please use the real stairs. <laughs> and Margo's like, oh my god, Anya, the way she like hosts dinners, she's like a caretaker for everyone. Kind of makes me feel like I have like a mom in Paris. Well, another one. <laughs> yeah. And so then we hear like at, at Anya's door, like a boom, 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 boom. And Anya goes, is someone at the door? <laughs> no. It's just the house settling. And of course, a person knocking like that. It's me, Emily. Wow. <laughs> like, look at her. Like, the passion she exudes. She's like a firecracker. Like, literally, calm down, Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> yeah. So they pop open some champagne, and Anya's like, all of my American expat friends love a good Thanksgiving meal, so I'm very excited to feed them. They're so thin. They need to eat some turkey and mashed potatoes. Too sweet. 
So she's basically just, <laughs> she's like, she's like, I'm supposed to be the skinniest one here, bitches. <laughs> uh, so um, they're talking about like how classy she is and like dinner parties, what? And then they smell something burning and she's like, um, oh my God, it's the mashed potatoes. I'm gonna go. So she runs out <laughs> and she brings the bird out of the oven and it's got a humongous, like three foot tall rosemary stalk. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like a periscope? Is it going underwater? (laughs) I'm surprised she didn't fold it into a giant crepe. (laughs) Just like a big like flap over it. Yeah, that that rosemary stock was pretty intense. So funny. Margo is like, oh yeah, Margo's like, oh my god, I'm like more, I'm like more Americanized than I am French. Like a party at my house would have like air fryer French fries, mini burgers, and everything would only be half cooked because I can't finish anything. So she's like, all right, girls, what color meat do you want? Do you like light meat? Do you like dark meat? And I'll just like, dark meat, of course. Yeah, dark meat. And Margo goes, um, dark, white, none. And no. And Aja goes, yeah, dark, white, none. I like that. It's my future if this whole dating scene doesn't work out. (sighs) And Victoria's like, ha, 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 ha. Like, okay, relax. It wasn't that funny. (sighs) So Margo's like, I'm literally the only one that hasn't had sex since August. Like, I've had a hard time, like, being like, hey, want to come over and fuck me? But that's only because I barely understand how to work my front door or my phone. I'm just like, hey, you want to go to a sex club? There's one right on my street. She goes, wait, there, it's on your street? She goes, yeah, it's next door. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you know I live on Rue de Sex Club? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's really pushing that sex club angle. So Margo's like, yeah, but like, I want to have a connection. But, like, with a dick, too. But, like, a dick connection. And Emily's like, um, yeah, but, like, Margo, that's, like, literally my problem. Because, like, anyone I sleep with, like, I fall in love with, like, that's totally my problem, too. Yeah, I just, I'm not getting laid consistently. And Margo's like, well, when was the last time you got laid? Last week, actually. (laughs) I just like, I got laid an hour ago because I love sex. Yeah, I love that. Um, And Victoria, of course, just got laid. Everybody's been laid, basically, except her. (laughs) So now it's dinner time and everyone's ooing and aahing because it's so, it's like overly pretty. It's like, wow, like, it's like a soup, but like with some folded, what was on top, like salmon or something? (laughs) or I don't know, but I just want to go back for a second to the getting laid conversation because... Like a, a, an ongoing thing with Anya that I feel like first, sh- it actually really first shows up with the, um, actually the Hanukkah joke about like, it'll be a light dinner, which is really Matthew's joke. But at this point they're asking, Margo's like, oh my God, everyone's getting laid. Probably Anya, you probably got laid too. And she's like, ha 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 ha. And then she's eating her turkey and she goes, I'm really enjoying this stuffing. Get it? I was like, not really actually. <laughs> She was like trying to be like double entendre about getting laid with the uh, stuffing. <laughs> and that's like her thing now. It's like she's constantly saying, making very strange puns. She's like, hold on one second. I need to go get my stapler. Get it? <laughs> stapler. <laughs> uh, so, um, Margo, so they're still talking about getting laid. So, hold on, let me scroll past here. <laughs> I was very into your story. Um, so then, I just like, yeah, like, they go, so what's your time? What's your type, Aja? And she goes, like, 
kindness because like I've taken this role of like being the emotional dumpster where people have all of this fucking trauma and then they ghost me. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> They're like, cool, cool story. Okay, Victoria, now you say something. So Victoria's like, well, guys, I have a date coming up and I'm like really excited about it. I'm like so nervous it's like it's so hard to say and they're like what's his name what's he like well it's a girl yeah they're like oh cool yeah so like her and i matched when i was in la and like out of nowhere and like recently or i was in london i think and now out of nowhere recently like we've been messaging and it's like so hard because of my upbringing because like i come from a family where you're like making fun of gay people like growing up so you're uncomfortable just like coming out (sighs) she's in london like listen you're gorgeous, a 25 probably, and in Paris. Okay? You go, girl. You go, girl! I mean, I think you have, I think it's a requirement that you're bisexual at that point, right? Yeah. (laughs) I think they're like, do you want me to pass my, uh, do you want me to stamp your passport? Do you plan on being bisexual or not? Tell me now. (laughs) Okay, stamp. You can go. Okay. Please check box if you wish to be cigarette smoker or bisexual. (laughs) One of them. Oh, both. Oh, excellent. Both extended. Extended. (laughs) So she's crying. She's like, I don't know why I'm crying. And I just like, you know, it's just, it's so overwhelming to have someone see you for you, to understand that you work in beauty, not in cookware, damn it. (laughs) You were not just a rolling pin in this world. And she's like, yeah, but like, I come from a family where you like make fun of gay people growing up. So like, you're uncomfortable just like coming out. And this girl's like in London. And I was like, oh my God, this poor girl, because we all, anyone who's ever out of the closet understands this. Like when you're the first girlfriend or the first boyfriend in a gay couple, bless your heart. It's not easy. It's like, are we getting married? Like, okay, well, I'm going to introduce you to my mom. And if she doesn't like it, like we haven't even FaceTimed. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. The first guy I like went on a date with, I was like, fully ready i was i was in like in a long-term relationship after three dates and he was like yeah hey so i think you should go out and explore the world a little bit i was like what do you mean (laughs) but we're gay but we're but we're but we're in love (laughs) so uh so anyway so she's just going on and talking about how like you know you know, I was married for like three years and not just a fashion, but to a man. And I was seeking approval and I realized I wasn't living for myself. And Anya's like, are you crying? You know, you're a very elegant cry. You're a very, very elegant cry. And I, I'm only mentioning this because it feels like you're not paying attention to the sprig in my turkey. Get it? Get it, you anyone? Are the most beautiful choir. Like, nobody's going to notice the folded up salmon on top of the soup. Nobody? That was that was a double entendre also, ladies. Ladies, you're really going to have to get with it if you're having dinner at my place again. <laughs> oh, and I was like, oh, my God. It, like, makes me, like, so happy to, like, see you. Like, I mean, I don't, like, I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. And I'll just, I'll just says, um, excited? Yeah, oh, my God. Like, seriously, that's, like, the best word for it. And Marco's like, yeah, like, that giddy feeling you have right now, that's, like, the feeling I strive for. Like... You know, just like general happiness about something that makes you cry. It's like that sensation you feel when you just 
can sense that this tug will be the tug that opens the window, you know, just like the butterflies, right? So then they're like, oh, oh my God, you guys, think I'm so emotional right now, which, like, I didn't even know emotions were a thing because I'm from Texas. But, like, with you guys, like, I just want to thank you for providing me a safe space because that's why I'm, I was emotional because, like, I'm, like, actually going to, like, cry right now. I'm actually going to cry right now. And she has, like, her, <laughs> she has that thing where she has her hand, her palm out, like, what? Like, I'm actually going to cry. Like, oh, my God. Group hug. Even though we all really don't know each other, let's have a group hug. Mm-hmm. And then Victoria is, like, she's, like, they say you have two families. The family you're born into from Texas who has a path for you and they're closed-minded and bigots. And the family you choose in fashion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it definitely like ends on like a like oh we're girlfriends and we're going through it together we're all like it's very much like up with girlfriends which is very non-bravo but um you know by the second episode we start to see something like very small cracks mainly from emily towards aja oh really oh i didn't get get to that you're about you're about to get to it you'll see it's like the smallest crack well, it's fun. It's, it's at like first, the only, only crack we get. At first, I was like, oh, my God, these people are, like, 18. It feels weird. But then later, you find out that they're, like, 27, some of them. So they're not, like, that babyish, you know? They've, like, so. lived a little bit more life than I expected. Like, Victoria being like, yeah, I moved here, like, five years ago. And I'm, like, the head of a company. And I've been married already. And now I'm on to my second relationship. And I've come out of the closet. I'm like, whoa. Actually, they they are... <laughs> They have lived a little bit more life. Well, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. And thank you for being with us, everybody. The bonus this week will be Real Housewives of Potomac. So join us for that uh, on Crappens on Demand. And uh, join us for Winter's Crappening and take a seat. Both of those things. They're great. They're fine. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye, everyone. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Saboni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Better do what she says. It's Elva Enriquez. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. Hail the cork master, the master of the cork. It's Jennifer Corcoran. We will, we will, Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Paging Page Mills, Paging Page Mills. She's the queen bee, it's Sarah Lemke. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.